Good morning to you. God bless you today. It's Sunday fun day. Hallelujah. Let's have some fun praising God today. Hallelujah. Let's praise him.
just praise you today, God. We just sing a song of love to you, God.
It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love. Yes, God. Your love is always constant. You know, as as I have stood there, I listened to the Holy Spirit. And he said some things I think you'd like to know. And I'm going to sing this, Susan. So. I've put you on a different road Than one you're comfortable in I've put you in a place so different You see, I've got you written in the palm of my hand and you're changing into what I've called you to I've got you on a different road and you may think you've missed it You may think you're on a rabbit trail, but no, I've got you in my hand. So as you go along this road, you'll not see the same scenery. You'll not see the same provision. I still provide for you. But you'll find it in a different way. So don't think I'm not providing. And don't think I don't have you written in the palm of my hand. For I've called you to this path. I've put you on. And you will begin to feel my joy. You will begin to love this path. You're going to begin to say, I'm so glad I changed. I'm so glad I let the Holy Spirit move me to a different way, to a different path. I'm so glad that I can be what you, God, created me to be. So as we go along, and as you don't see the same things that you saw, I will supply more than you can ask or think. You see, I've put my supply all along the path. It's everywhere. 
Cause it's from me It's my supply I'm giving you today It's my supply Of whatever you may need Not just finances But there's help and healing There's new relationships with me So strong you won't even know That it could be But as you go along this brand new path Reach down and get whatever you need It's like I've put a seed In the ground for you just waiting for you to come along and see how it has sprouted and has what you need. So today, don't be sad, be glad. You're on a brand new path. You're on a brand new path. Even the cobbles, even the stones, have cleared away and now you can look at me and say thank you Lord for my new path that I'm on that kind of goes with the scripture this morning that we were taught I was thinking about was it was said cast your seed in the water for in many days you'll find it. And there's a principle there to where you you throw it in the water. What they would do is as they were traveling down the rivers, they would cast that seed into the water and the water would take it down the rivers and then it would root and it would begin to grow up to where when they were traveling along there that all of a sudden they would come up on the wheat or that in which they cast and it provided for them down the road. So just put your hand on your heart this morning. I just want you to know that God has a way. There's a provision for Him. And what Pastor Virginia was, was, was singing was, was that there is a, a path that you're on. And I just want the Lord just to strengthen you in the midst of where you're at and what you're going through, what you're, what you're dealing with, that there is provision. Can we do that? Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord God, as we worship you today, that you are our provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. It's a Hebrew word that it says the Lord will provide. You are a provider, not just financially, but mentally, emotionally, as well as physically right now. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. So I just want to encourage you that God provides. Turn to somebody next to you and say, God provides. Turn to somebody next to you and say, God provides. Hallelujah. Let's just worship our provider this morning. Let's just take a few minutes. Set aside things of the day and let's just connect to God this morning. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. Oh, 
you know, this morning, I think it's a great thing that we need to realize and understand just how much God does love us. See, a lot of times we condemn ourselves. A lot of times we put ourselves down. And a lot of times, depending on the relationships that you've had with others or relationships in your life, sometimes you feel like that you're not loved. And there's times in my life, and we've all felt that, that we felt that nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. I just want to remind you of what God says in His Word. He said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, shall hardship, shall persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword? And he goes on and he says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. I'm telling you, Paul went through some stuff. And if there was somebody that was wondering whether or not God really loved him or not, the Apostle Paul obviously had to have some times in his mind where it was like, gosh, is this, is this, God, if you love me, why am I going through this? I remember the where he said, you know, God is, I, I'm dealing with an issue, a thorn in the flesh is what he called it. And he was like, you know, man, I'm thinking he would be going, God, if you love me, take this away. God, if you love me, take, take this away from me. Take this away. How many of us have done that? We've said, take it away. And God said, Your, my grace is sufficient for you. So he goes on and he says, No, and all these things are more than conquerors. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demon, nor things in the present, nor the future, listen, nor any powers, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That's some good news today. I'm like, wow! Wow! And I'm like thinking, wow, wow, God, you love me. You love me. You love me. He loves you. And, and you need to know that He loves you. And not just know about His love, but we're going to talk a little bit this morning about experiencing His love today. Experience His love today. Just put your hand next to somebody that's there. And just ask God to release His love upon their lives. Just strengthen them right now in the name of Jesus. Just release your goodness upon their life right now. God, let them know how much you love them. That God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's how much He loves you. He gave this most precious thing. The most precious thing was His Son. He says, I'm going to do this to reconcile us. And I thank God Jesus loves us. I thank God that Jesus loves us so much that he went to the cross and he died for us. And not only that, but he rose again and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for us today. It's your love. Experience his love today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. Hey, you, you guys be seated just a moment. Got a special gift. Shorty, I'm going to... Have you come on up? We had about 18 guys go to Promise Keepers yesterday or Friday. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. We uh, we had some really great teaching and and some we really began to experience some things and and there was even some uh, really some healing that took place. But Shorty's got a, a special gift that we want to give to somebody who God really 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 loves. You know. Uh... It is. God loves everyone, you know, and you don't have to work for it. It's just there. And this one here, this weekend here, uh, there was a group of 18 of us that went to Tulsa here. We went to PK, which is Promise Keepers, 
uh, there was close to probably 7,000 to 8,000 men worshiping. And let me tell you, that was that was powerful. Just men. And, you know, one of the things was is it was uh, we'll do whatever it takes to take back our churches, our schools, our houses, everything. You know, we'll do whatever it takes. And that's what our model needs to be. We'll do whatever it takes. And we have one that followed around here. He's one of our youngest ones. He went. Uh, he was a blessing. Let me tell you, just to see, to see the face glow, he followed us around. He'd watch people, and he just uh, deal. So, Eddie, come on up here, bub. Uh, we, come here. Come here, Eddie. <laughs> he, 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 you wouldn't think of it, you know, but he's a little bit, uh, He's a little bit shy. Nah, he ain't shy. Let me tell you, he he is a trooper. So we got around there as being one of the youngest ones that went with us. Uh, we got him a, this is a new deal, Promise Keeper's hat. Promise Keeper's hat there. And uh, he is uh, going to love that. There you go, sir. You can put it on in the church. Not in church. See, he was raised right. See, he was going to take it. But uh, we also got him that this here, he's our new youngest warrior. You know, whenever he comes into a deal, and we got him here, he's awakening the warriors. What our theme was this week is awakening the, the, the warrior. And uh, he is our new youngest warrior. And, and just congratulate him because he is becoming into his manhood and becoming a warrior for God. Hey, 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 listen, why don't we, we're going to take a few minutes, get out of your seats, meet and greet one another this morning. We just want to welcome you to Living Word Fellowship. If you're visiting today, we just invite you to just connect with God this morning. We're just going to take a few minutes, meet and greet one another this morning. Bless you.
God. Well, if you go ahead and find your seats, we will keep moving on. Okay, I know you guys are you're loving this. I, I love it. I love that you love to meet and greet. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Praise God. Okay. Hi, Margie. Praise the Lord. All right. All right, tell that last person you're glad that they are here today. <laughs> Everybody missed each other, I can tell. Praise God. Okay, Shauna wants to just share a minute. I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you for me and my family um, from the bottom of my heart. Um, we lost my grandma, and yesterday was her funeral, but it was a celebration of her life. It wasn't a funeral. And she's on to be with Jesus. And I just thank you guys for taking David. I know it was really hard for him to make that decision. Um, but I encouraged him to go to Promise Keepers. My grandma was already gone. And he got to go, and he got really blessed. And so I was really thankful that you guys were there for him during that time. But I appreciate all the love that you showed to me and my family. Everything they said yesterday, your Grandma Oliver was an amazing woman. Amazing woman. Well, just a few a few announcements this morning. Um, we will be having a water baptism. Let's say that. Start over. A water baptism, October the 20th. So if you've never been water baptized and you've accepted the Lord, uh, we want to encourage you to sign up for that back there. It's back there in blue. Blue. Water for water baptism. <laughs> I'm going to take it slow. So if you sign up back there, we'll we'll get that. It's going to be awesome. I know we did one. We had a little shy one that didn't want to be baptized in front of everybody, so we did it in our pool. So Carson, Carson got to got to do that last week, and so that was amazing. Um, we've got. If you take a look at your announcements here, there's a lot going on this week. If you'll just check out your schedule, we've got some life groups going on, Bible study, families having families, um, prayer, celebrate recovery. Uh, uh, Christy, Catherine, where is she? Is she in here anywhere? She's in. She's probably doing sound or something. Um, she she's got a ministry called Gideon's Army, and. She will be having a prayer summit this week here at Living Word. It'll be Tuesday night at 7, Wednesday night at 8.30 after church here, and then Thursday night at 7. So she invites you to be a part of that. So that's going to be great. And then some life groups. Um, let me check my phone to see if I put anything else in there, my little announcements. Oh, yeah, where'd that prescription card go that was up here? Yeah. Um, 
regional food bank, uh, if you don't have any insurance that does any discount on prescriptions, they gave us these free prescription discount cards um, from regional food bank. So we'll have those available, or if, or if anybody wants to raise their hand, the usher will get one in your hands. So they're free. So maybe you guys all got awesome insurance. So praise the Lord, there's one. So if you... If you want this, it's a gift to you from Regional Food Bank. So, praise the Lord. Daddy, do you yes, have something? I have something. Uh, tentatively, the 13th of October, we're going to have a trip down to the South Canadian River. If you have a Jeep, four-wheel drive, pickup four-wheel drive, ATV four-wheel drive, or two-wheel on ATV, we're going to leave right after church. That would be about 1.30, meet behind the old school, and take a, about a three- or four-hour ride up the South Canadian River. Then, the last Sunday in January, tentatively speaking, we're planning to leave here for the men's ski trip. Keep those dates in mind. If you have any questions, holler at me. We'll redo or do up or something different, whatever. You're getting those dates out there, aren't you? He picked, actually, Super Bowl Sunday. I said, oh, you better go back to the calendar on that one. <laughs> <laughs> For the guys, anyway, <laughs> they will be watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what that is on that, that weekend, right? That is the right sporting event. <laughs> Every now and then I get the wrong event or the wrong teams playing for the wrong deal, but I'm learning. Professional in college, what happens on Saturdays, what happens on Sundays, but I'm thinking it happens all the time these days. <laughs> There's football on Monday and football on Thursday, and oh, I don't know how you guys keep up with it all. And ba Oh, yes, our little Thunder fans. My mom is one for sure. <laughs> all right, are you ready to give to the Lord? Praise God. All right, I think they're going to share about Pastor Eric, but we just uh, this is just our time uh, that we we give our tithes and our offerings. And I know Pastor Eric's birthday is on Tuesday, so David's going to share about that. And be praying for us because we fly out to Orlando tomorrow morning at 7:30 for a week. We'll be back Saturday. Um, those of you that know, that in the end of July, end of June, we were. We were kind of trying to take a little vacation, and we lost our grandson. Um, so we're going to do it, and we're going to have some time away, and and looking forward to that. I, I only bought this timeshare thing like a year and a half ago, so we're finally getting to use it. So be praying for us as we travel, and Pastor Sean will be bringing the word on Wednesday night, so we're excited about that. Give Pastor Sean a hand. Yes. So uh, I know David's going to talk about Pastor Eric's. Yeah, I was kind of wishing Sean would have waited to get up <laughs> till after I was done. But uh, trying to speak over my voice, it was awesome this weekend. Like he said, you know, six, seven thousand guys worshiping the Lord at the same time. Uh, <laughs> where's the Warriors? <laughs> but uh, it's like Sean said, the one thing that. Uh, that encompasses this church, if there was one word that could describe this church, is love. It's it's just so amazing. You know, we've been here for about a year now, and uh, which is kind of hard to believe, but 
ever since we came, Pastor Eric and Shelly both have, I mean, it's just been such a blessing in our life. <coughs> they, uh, you know, how, how many people in this church has, has Pastor Eric spoken to your life or, or touched you in some way? Almost everybody here, and that's you know, the kind of the kind of guy he is. You know, it's it's kind of hard to hear yourself talked about, but it's true. You know, you're you're a God after or a, a man after God's heart, and we know as a church body that that we look to you, we see God. You know, we follow you're following the Lord, so we know that we're right on path. And just the Lord blessing you and your ministry, reaching out in so many faucets and, and different and different ways. It's just amazing to see. So. Just wanted to say thank you and and say that this is the last Sunday we're gonna gonna have a chance to bless him before his birthday. So, uh, you know, if you feel it in your heart or feel like the Lord's leading you to give, then then you know feel free to. It, you know, it, it don't matter what football team you. Uh, I know it's kind of hard if you're a Dallas fan, like I am, to to put into a Vikings hat, but I'm an OU fan, so I guess it's okay because Adrian Peterson plays for him. So. It, uh, yeah, fireman's hat too. So if you don't like the Vikings hat, you can you can give into that one. So just whatever the Lord lays on your heart, or if you want to bless Him, just just put that in there too. Okay. All right. Let's pray. Father, we come today, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you, Father. We thank you that this seed. We thank you that you will bless this seed that'll go forth in your might and your power, Lord. That it'll touch nations, Father. That it'll shake this country, Lord. Not only this country, but this city, Father. The town, the surrounding towns, Lord. We thank you, Father, that it won't return void. We thank you that it's planted in fertile ground, Lord. And we just claim the harvest, Father, and your abundance and your blessings upon it, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So I think while you're bringing your gifts, we can sing happy birthday as you're coming, okay? (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Eric. Happy birthday to you.
Okay, great, guys. Well, we're going to get into the Word. Anybody excited about getting into the Word of God? I mean, hey, we came to church. I like to get into the Word of God and worship. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 15. Do you know the Word of God says in Hebrews that it is alive and active? One, sometime one, one person a while back asked me, they said, where would you come up with the, the church name Living Word Fellowship? And I said, it's the Bible. It is a living word. The Bible is living. It is alive. It's active. Amen? So let's, let's go to John chapter 15. I'm just going to jump into this thing because I really want to talk today about moving from believing to abiding. Believing to abiding. What does that mean, Pastor? What does it mean? when? So what? I, I, I'm not supposed to believe? How many of you know that the devil believes in Jesus? But he's not going to heaven. Come on, somebody. And, and so there's more to it. And what I'm saying is this. We want you to believe, and belief is part of it. Faith. The word faith, say faith. Come on, everybody. Faith. It's faith. There's, there's faith. So there's more to it than just, just believing. We can believe. We can believe. We can believe. I believe Jesus. 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 But the Word tells us to abide in Him. And there's some things that we begin to move into. Um, it's one thing to believe Jesus. It's another thing to abide in him. Would you agree in that? It's one thing to believe because there are people that don't know Jesus, don't have a personal relationship in Jesus, but they'll, they believe Jesus. You know, there are even some religions. They'll say, well, you know, he's a prophet. He wasn't the son of God, but he was a prophet. So they will believe that Jesus is a prophet or he's a good man or he came to this earth and and you know there there is historical proven fact that Jesus was real is real come on somebody and a lot of times there's things in in reality TV and you watch TV shows and I know even as our grandkids are growing up they're like is that real is that not real you know that's the whole idea behind TV is to try to create something that you don't know what's real and what's not real and then in real life, you, you don't know if it's real or not real. Is that really happening? Did that really happen? Did that really take place? So I want us to move from believing to abiding. So the ushers have a, a, have a little handout for you and that, that will get you to fill in here in just a minute. But um, wow, wow. Let's pray as we start. Father, today, well, there's some here that may just believe Jesus, believe in him, but there's... Let's move to a place where we, we take another step. We move another step closer to you and we abide in you. So, Father, just uh, use the word today. Use worship today. Use giving today uh, to touch our hearts and to open our hearts to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. John chapter 15. I'm just going to... I'm just going to read through verses, uh, Mike, I'm just going to read through verses 1 through 11, all right? And then we'll go back to, uh, to verse 4. We're going to start off at 15.1. Um, if you have an electronic device, you can use that electronic device. I'm not opposed to electronic devices. Put it on a Bible, use it, find it. Um, we just want to encourage you to get the Word. You know, it's amazing how technology has gone from... You know, a lot of times, did you know that the church at one time wasn't even allowed to have the Bible? Did you know that it was only when you would came in to the, to the priest that they would open up the Word and read it? 
and everybody else wasn't even allowed to have the Bible. I'm telling you, society has changed. The world has changed. We've gone from, from only having a Bible when the pastor lets you have a Bible to giving out Bibles to being able, even with an electronic device, many of you have cell phones. Just want to do a little survey. How many of y'all have, have a cell phone? You, you just lift your, hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Okay, just, I'm just looking, just looking. Okay, awesome, good. Okay, good. All right. Uh, you know, it, their, their technology is so funny. Brad Stein was one of the comedians, and he was talking to this one guy that was 20. He's like, hey, 20, you know, you don't even remember these things. It's like, you know, our grandkids and, and kids. And I was like, well, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 32. And they're like, well, they weren't invented until I was like 28. And then they were some big old, you know, bag phone kind of thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I saw a deal on the Motorola where the guy first invented it. and It was a big old phone, had an antenna on it. And he's walking down the street in New York and he's calling somebody else and he's saying, hey, I, I've invented this phone. It's now portable. And now look where we've gone. I mean, you got to, it's, it's not a cell phone any longer. It's like a personal electronic device. I mean, you can do all sorts of things on that thing, but, you know, that, so, you know what, my point is, is that you can take the Bible wherever you go, if you've got your cell phone, and most of you all had cell phones. John 15, 1, Jesus says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean. Because of the word which I have spoken to you, abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5. And I am the vine and you are the branches. And he who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. And apart from me, he can do nothing. Say, do nothing. So apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away in the branch and it dries up. And they gather them and they cast them into the fire and they are burned. Somebody say, ouch, ouch, I, I want to abide in him. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit so to prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Say love. I mean, there is here, Jesus is like, you know, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask some stuff and I'll give it to you. But my Father is glorified by you abiding in Christ. Oh, come on, in verse 8. He says he's glorified by this. And he's also saying that you need to bear much fruit. And then he goes on and he says, so to prove to be my disciples. And just as the Father has loved me. Wow! I love you. Just as the Father has loved me, I, I love you. Now, the disciples, they didn't have it all going on, did they? I mean, they were still struggling. There were still issues in their life. Anybody got any issues in your life? Yeah. Got some issues? I got issues, Pastor. I got issues. Well, good. You're just with everybody else in the whole world. That We've all got issues. Can I get an amen? He, say, he goes on and he says, verse 10, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And verse 11, These things I have spoken to you that my joy, say joy, Everybody, joy. 
Come on, everybody. Joy. That my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So behind the stage, you can see right up there on, on, the, on the wall, you say it's joy and hope. Say joy and hope. So with the last few weeks, we've been talking about joy and hope. We've got a theme. We've got a focus. I want to direct your attention to the very start of the year. We started off talking about family. We began to talk about family, what family is, what family's not, what the family of God is. We begin to move into honor, how you can honor one another. I'm telling you, honor brings blessing in your life as you honor others, as you honor other people in your life, as you honor other things in your life. And we began to work into worship and valuing in His presence or walk into worship and valuing of his presence because worship is a key say it's a key and then we've talked about the goodness of God and how God is good all the time even though I don't understand some things God still is a good God when we moved into grace and empowerment how God's grace begins to empower us and that you are empowered to be successful you are empowered to be strong come on somebody you are empowered to be powerful turn to your neighbor and say I got some power Come on, tell the neighbor, I got some power. Tell them, say, neighbor. Tell them this, say, neighbor. If you knew who you were sitting next to, you'd want to sit next to me because I'm powerful. So, you know, and, and we laugh about that and say, you know, and, and some of you even go to like, you know, I don't have any power. No, but you have power in Christ. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about, moving from believing to abiding. So look at, look at, verse 4. Mike, I'm going to have you put up verse 4. He says, abide in me and I in you. Everybody read it with me. Abide in me and I in you. Whoa, what does that mean? What does it mean? You mean I can just come to Jesus and I can be filled with the things of God and I can give my life to Christ and then I can go walk and live the way I want to live and to me, that's not abiding in him. How many of you know there's a deeper place? Say deeper. So if he's saying, look, you, you can believe in Jesus, and the devil believes in Jesus, and the Bible said that he shudders at his name. Demons believe in Jesus, but they don't follow Jesus. Hello? So there's a lot of people that may believe in Jesus. Well, I've heard of Jesus. I've heard of Jesus. I, you know, I, I believe. I believe sort of, kind of, maybe just a little bit. I believe I believe that he died. I believe he's Christmas guy, you know. I believe he's the one in the manger, the little baby Jesus. Remember a few years ago, Christmas, we went from he went from a baby and baby to the throne, right? He grew up. Baby Jesus grew up, right? Hey, Justin, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Remember we were talking about that one time in some movie. Everyone's like, this is baby Jesus, baby Jesus, you know. It's like, oh, baby Jesus grew up. So some people, he's just baby Jesus. So they believe that Jesus came and he was born and, and we celebrate that here, you know, Christmas and, and that. It's like he was born and this is, this is about baby Jesus. Some people know just him as baby Jesus, right? But if we abide in him, that things can even be better. Anybody want some better stuff? I do. And, and I want that for you. I want you to have a relationship of God that's full. I want you to have a place where you can begin to start, begin to be connected with Him and grow deeper in your relationship with Him. He not only talked about that in verse 4, but let's look at verse 7. 15, 7. He says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Wow. Here's something to think about. Jesus said this, and I want to be able to move and breathe and act 
and do those things that Jesus did. And he said that for a reason. He goes and says, whatever you ask in my name, it'll be done for you. Now, this is not about a magic wand that Jesus has. We just do this. We just wave this wand and poof, there it is. Poof, there it is. He was saying that if you abide in me, if you are in me, and he was talking about the vine and the branches. See, you've got to have water. You've got to have nutrition. Anybody ever grown anything? Sean and, and Jody really like to get their hands in the dirt. They like to, you know, grow things. And I'm telling you, a plant has to have water. It has to have sunlight. It has to have oxygen. It has to have nutrition. That's what I'm talking about, abiding. Wow. Not just saying, oh, I love Jesus, or I, I know Jesus, and I know Jesus. When he's talking about abiding, are you receiving oxygen from him? Are you receiving water from him? Oh, come on, is anybody understanding this? Are, are, you, are you receiving some sunlight, S-O-N light? We need S-U-N light, but how many of you know we all need S-O-N light? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He's, he's the light. We need that. We need that in us. And I want us to move from just believing to abiding. Let, let's turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Because this is kind of an abiding scripture. Matthew 7 verse 7. When you get there, say, I'm there. I've got a few that are there. Come on. Am I in the right church today? Matthew 7. Jesus really is talking about the same thing in which he's really referring to in John. He says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you ask some things and guess what? It'll happen. How many of you know it has to line up with God's word when you ask? Anybody? Have, no show of hands. Don't, no, don't put your hand up. How many of you have ever asked something and were very thankful that you didn't get it because it really didn't line up with the Word of God. You can just kind of nod at me a little bit and say, yeah, that's, that's me, that's me. Yeah, that's me, that's me. It was like, whoa, and you've asked some stuff and you've been mad at God because He didn't do it when you wanted Him to do it. Come on, somebody. And you got upset and mad at Him and it just hadn't lined up with some things yet. I'm believing God is coming to a place where He's lining up. We are in a season. Listen to this. That is the timing of the Lord. There's things that are going to begin to happen in your life supernatural. Anybody believe in the supernatural in this place? So he goes on and he talks about it. He said, look, if you ask in my name and you abide in me, whatever you ask, it's going to be given to you. So let's look, go back to Matthew because Jesus, this wasn't the first time that Jesus talked about that. The first time he really talked about it was Matthew 7, 7. And here's what it said. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will knock and... Come on, everybody. Let's read it together. Ask and it will be... Seek and you will find. Knock and... There is something about abiding in Christ that when you're in Him... Here's my, here's my illustration here. Okay, Before Christ, before the cross... I lived under the law, under the Ten Commandments. And then there got to be 2,000 laws and everything else. I, I came to Christ. I gave my life to Christ. He died on the cross for me. I came 
and Jesus, you know, Jesus is not on the cross. He came down off the cross. Now I've given my life to Christ, and here's my life from the time. The Bible actually says I'm seated with Jesus on the throne. Did you know that? Right now the Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. So this is our place right here we're walking. Everybody that comes to Christ is on a journey. Are you with me? We're on a journey, and some of you farther along than I am, some of you not as far as I am, whatever it might be. But what, what we've got to understand, he says, we've got to abide in him. You can stay by the cross and not move into some deeper waters. You can stay right here and say, you know what, I, I, just, I got saved, I got my ticket punched, I'm, I'm going to heaven, you know, but I'm going to live like hell on earth, but I'm still, you know, I'm believing that, you know, I love you, Jesus, and, and I want everything. But how many of you know you want some stuff to break off your life? You want some stuff to fall off your life? I mean, something needs to be different in your life. When I came to Christ, I hope that somebody can look at me over there and then look at me over here and go, there's a difference. So I wanted to move from believing to abiding because when I first came to Christ, I believed. And I still believe. But there's something deeper. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's deeper. Tell him, you've got to go deeper. We've got to go deeper. So he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be open. So I'm going to go to your handout right there. Here's what I want you to write down. There's some things that I want us to look at. I want us to be able to see this. So if we are going to go deeper, if we're going to move from believing to abiding, I want to abide in Him. I want to be in Him. I want to be like Him. There's some things that we need to do. We need to go from seeing Jesus to experiencing Him. That word goes in there. You can fill that out. It's experiencing. We've got to experience in Him. Let me give you a scripture. Luke chapter, oh, I think it's 19. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, remember Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus went from seeing Jesus to experiencing Jesus. He went from saying, hey, hey, Jesus, hey, Jesus, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. And when Jesus showed up at his house, and everybody, some of you know the scriptures, when he showed up in his house, it wasn't just about just seeing Jesus. Because he could have said, no, nah, I just wanted to see you, Jesus. You're looking good. Right? But it was something because he wanted to experience. All I'm telling you, do you think Zacchaeus had an experience with Jesus? Why would a tax collector who was very wealthy think, you know what? I've experienced Jesus, and because he experienced Jesus, he came to the place that he wanted to repent. He came to the place where he said, you know what? I'm going to give half of what I got to the poor, and I'm going to go back, and anybody that I have been in extortion to, I'm going to pay them back. Not just a little, but I'm going to probably think it was double for their trouble. Are you with me? I'm going to four times the amount. Of, are you with me? He, something happened. He moved from just seeing Jesus to experiencing Jesus. Some of you here today, maybe you're just seeing him. And God says, I want you to experience me. And there's some of us, man, I want to experience Jesus. I, want to ex I need to experience his love in my life. I need to experience his wisdom in my life. I need to experience his revelation in my life. Say experiencing. So you're going to be able to, if you're going to move from believing to abiding, you're going to move from seeing to experiencing. The next thing is, 
is you're going to begin to go from knowing about Jesus to knowing Jesus. You, I, I, I knew about Shelly. I knew about Shelly when we first met. We first started talking, and we, you know, God was connected. But I knew about her, but I know her now. Hello. I know her now. I know her now. What about Jesus? Do you just know about him? You know of him? Or do you really know him? What about the disciples? The disciples were like, hey, 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 Pete, John, that's, that's, that's Jesus. He's, he was the Messiah. He's the Messiah. Hey! He said, come with me. Let's go. Do you think when they first came to Jesus, they knew him or just knew about him? They said, man, we've been reading in the Old Testament. We know about the coming Messiah. We know about the soon and coming King. And they knew about Jesus, but the disciples got to experience him. Can I get an amen? So they moved from just knowing about Jesus to knowing Jesus. The third thing is, what about shallow water? I, he, they played the song earlier. You've got to be able to move from... Go ahead, Mike. Mike, can you click on it? Thank you. Shallow water to deeper water. Whoa! I think it's Ezekiel. He talks about he's just waiting around in the, in the puddle. And he says, why don't you go deeper? Turn to your neighbor and say, go deeper. Why? Why? Because we want you to move from seeing to experiencing. We want you to move from knowing about Jesus to knowing Jesus. We want you to get out of the shallow water and get on in the deep water. Come on. I mean, you know what? I learned how to swim many years ago in New York. They taught us how to swim in school. Did you know that? They had, we had a school, and, and they would, you'd go to P.E. half. They, they don't even do P.E. anymore in school, do they? It's like we'd go to PE half a year and we'd go to swimming the other half a year. So when I was when I was nine or ten years old, I swam. I could swim really good. I, swimming wasn't a problem. But how many of you would think that it's like, Eric, when are you going to get out of the little kiddie pool? Why don't you get into some deeper water? Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> tell your neighbor, come on, tell your neighbor, I think he's talking about me. You know, you, know, you thought I was going to say, I think he's talking about you, didn't you? See, yeah, uh-huh. The Bible talks about it, and he played this song. In Psalms 42, 7, it says the deep cries out to God. The deep cries out to deep. It's the deep things of God that are crying out to the deep things within inside you. You can go deeper. Tell your neighbor, say, let's go deeper. And then another thing that I want to give to you, another point, is if we're going to move from just believing to abiding, we've got to be able to move from doing something to being something. We can get so caught up in religious exercises. We can get so caught up in, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and we're like that gerbil on that wheel. And that's okay for a while until you begin to go, I'm tired. Sometimes we've got to move into just being. Let me say it this way. I don't want to just know about Christ. I want to know Christ. And as I know Christ, I can be like Christ. If we're going to go deeper in the things of God, if we're going to move from just a believing to a, to a deeper level of abiding, then we've got to come into the place that I, I want to be able to, 
to be something in him. Jesus died not just for us to go to heaven. If he died just for us to go to heaven, then we'd baptize you and just hold you under the water and you're gone. Are you with me? You know, I've heard pastors say, well, it wouldn't be no problem. We'd only have a church with four chairs, right? You know, everybody's taking up chair space. When you get it, you're just like, poof. But see, how many know there's more than that? Well, heaven is great. It's wonderful. It is. And I'm, I'm going there. Come on, somebody. But there's more than that to this life here on earth. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need to, is it about doing? Is it about doing? Doing's important. There are fruits. He talked about this in John 15. He said, there's going to be fruit. What's your fruit? What, there's going to be some things. But if we're so caught up sometimes in doing that, we forget about being. I've gotten times where I'm just so caught up on doing a pastor that I forgot about being Christ. Being him, because who's going to see him except for you? You're going to be able to be Christ, and others are going to look on that and go, that's that woman of God. Are you with me? So we just like, well, you know what? You can be like that gerbil, and you can go and go and go and go and go. And there's a time where it's, I think God wants us to rest. There's, he was talking about being a warrior and being a warrior and being a warrior. Well, there's times where you've got to pull that warrior off that front line. You've got to fix his shield of faith. You've got to, you know what I mean? You've got you to get him rested, get him fed. Here's your steak. Here's your potatoes. Now get back out there. Are you with me? But there's times where even just being a warrior, they aren't warring all the time. They're looking. They're being what they were created and designed to be. So we've got to move from doing something to being something. From not just hearing about Christ to being Christ to the world. Make a difference in somebody else's life. The other thing is you've got to go from achieving to receiving. Achieving to receiving. Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Let me just look at John 5.17. No, it's Romans 5.17. guys can look at it with me and see if I had a... I had my smartphone up here. I probably would have got it quicker than I had my. Here's what it says in, in Romans 5.17. Romans 5.17. Those of you that are watching us online. It says, For if by transgression of the one, meaning Adam, death reigned through the one, meaning Adam, which more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. we got to receive the abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness. So it takes us from trying to achieve to receiving. Oh, when you shift into this, you're, I, I want to please my wife. I want to do things to please my wife. I will. Let me say this. I will do things to please my wife. But it's not about achieving. It's about receiving. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen to this. Because when I do things that please my wife, guess what I receive? Turn to your neighbor and say, watch out, watch out. Are, are you with me? Because, look, when I do things to bless her, I'm on the receiving end of it, baby. Can I get an amen from anybody over here? Hallelujah. Okay. And then the other thing is moving from feeling to faith. Moving from feeling to faith. Feeling versus faith. Well, I didn't feel God. He's still there. I didn't get the Holy Ghost Goosey Bumpies. I love the Holy Ghost Goosey Bumpies. How about you? But when I don't have it, he's still there. 
Well, I didn't feel like I'm saved. Well, you are. Did you give your life to Jesus Christ? Are you going to move in and grow in the things of God? Then you know what? Hey, let's continue to begin to focus on that. Well, I just didn't feel good today. Really? Me either. Then if I'm getting my worth out of what I've done or what I do, then my worth is bypassing the cross and not Jesus. I've got to receive what Jesus has done for me, and it's His grace and His mercy upon my life. Are you with me? And I've got to begin to know by faith I'm saved. By faith I move and breathe and have my being. By faith, it's all about faith. Faith is a currency because if I went on how I felt, I'd be saved maybe 10% of the time. Hello? You're in relationships with husbands and wives and stuff. If you just go by how you feel all the time, you're still married. I don't feel married. Well, it doesn't matter. You're still married. But I don't feel married. Well, guess what? You're still married. Can I get an amen? I'm going to have the praise and worship team come on up. See, a lot of times, big-named people will pray for you. Anybody ever had some of you think, big-named person? This guy, oh, man, they're just, there's a, they're just a giant in the kingdom of God. And you pray for me, and they'll pray for you. It's not about what they believe when they pray for you. It's about what you believe. Well, I want them. Uh, T.D. Jakes had a, had a youth pastor, Chris Hill, and he pastors in, in, in Aurora, Colorado now. And I went up to him. I was like, Christian, won't you pray for me? I want you to pray for me. And it wasn't about what he believed. Come on, somebody. It was about me believing that there's an impartation that's going to take place from that. And I'm going to get my breakthrough. I'm going to get, you know, are you with me? You've got to be able to believe those things. So we just, if it's just about an encounter, and a lot of times we can feel good. Oh, it felt good. I felt God today in church. Well, what about when you come in church and you don't feel him? I would hope that would not be, but there are times where I've been in church and I'm like, I haven't felt you. And God was like, I'm still there. Maybe your heart's gotten farther away from me. Maybe, oh, come on, somebody. Maybe I'm the one that says, wait a minute, I need to move closer to you so I can begin to feel you. So it's really not depending on what we believe. It's really abiding in Jesus. See, I must go to a higher place. Say a higher place. I've got to go a higher place in what I believe. I've got to repent. Re, I talked a little bit about Wednesday night is to do over, but it's pent means penthouse. Where's the penthouse? We've got to change our way of thinking to be able to move into that. And I'm, I am repenting to the highest level of God's thoughts. Isaiah 55, 9. Let me just show this scripture to you really quick. He says, for as high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than... Your thoughts. Maybe I need to adjust my thoughts to be the thoughts of Christ. The Bible says we're to have the mind of Christ. Well, I can tell you, I can operate in the mind of Christ or I can operate outside the mind of Christ. Yeah, Chris is right. It doesn't work. There's, you know, I tried it. It may work for a little while and you're thinking, oh, I'm getting some victory here. No, you're not getting victory. It's, it's false. See, God is thinking supernatural. And if you're talking about hope and we're talking about joy and we're talking about needing this hope and joy in our lives, our life should be glistening with hope. Is my life glistening with hope? I believe our church should be glistening with hope. 
You know, we're believing God for the building to be paid off. We declare almost daily that this building is paid. We drive by and this building is paid, this building is paid. In the natural, we've got seven years that will pay this building off. But I'm believing God. I'm, I got hope. Come on, somebody. I don't know. God's going to move on somebody's heart. He's going to give a tithe or a, a, a great big bonus. They're going to sell a business. They're going to have an inheritance, whatever it might be. And that tithe is going to come in and say, here, look, boom, here, pay that building off. Can I get an amen? And that's hope. And some people say, oh, you're just a dreamer. No, I'm not a dreamer because God's got a way. He's got a way in the situation in which you're in. He's got a way, and it's called hope. Say hope. So hope and joy are really linked up. Hope and joy are really linked up. I want to have hope, and I want to be joyful. John 15:11. Jesus said, so the why? That your joy may be complete. Your joy may be complete. I want to have complete. You know what complete means? Not lacking anything. So, Listen. We are living in a turbulent world. There are some difficult things ahead of us. As a nation, as a world, there's some difficult things. And there's difficult days ahead. But God is beginning to establish in the hearts of His people hope and joy. Hope and joy. Say, God's got a way. God's got a way. Are we the head or, or the tail? I'm, I'm the head. I got to continue to shift my way of thinking that says I can overcome the situation. I can be good at conflict resolution. I can begin to have those things that God wants me to have. I just want to, you know, and I want to close the gap. I don't want to say, hey, hallelujah, it was six months ago. I just finally got my breakthrough. What about if we close the gap to three months? And is it because I maybe need to be abiding in Jesus? In everything that I do, not just come into church and put on a happy face, but just be abiding into Him that wherever I go and whatever I do. See, hope is really about vision for the future. Jeremiah 29, 11, some of you know that scripture. The plans I have for you declare the Lord. Not to harm you, not to harm you, but to give you, everybody, hope and a future. Turn to your neighbor and say, i got a future. See, everything becomes important when we start moving forward. I want you to declare this. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. There is hope for every person, including me, and every situation, including mine. I ignite hope in others and myself. I am increasing in joy and hope. Now, let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Let's stand to your feet. Let's just worship the Lord. We're just going to worship the Lord. Come on, there's a situation in your life that you're going to know that God has got some hope. Put your hands together before the Lord this morning as we worship Him. Hallelujah.
is. Let's praise him, but he's worthy. I'm telling you. You know, I just I wanna I just want I just wanna pray for you. Let me pray for you today. Just okay, okay, stop clapping. No, I listen, let me pray for you today. We're gonna do that? Listen, just just close your eyes a moment because here's what I want to release on your life. I want to release hope and joy in your life. Hope and joy in your life. I declare radical joy and radical hope in your life today. Father, right now I ask you just to anoint them afresh, the fresh oil of joy. I thank you that they're going to be glad. Even in difficult situations, they're going to say, God, you got a way. you got a way. It may look difficult in my life, but God, you've got a way to get me through this. I ask you to bless and strengthen those here today. I ask you to give them hope and joy in their life. Release the goodness of God upon their lives today. Let them look at something and say, wait a minute, that glass is not half empty. That glass is half full. And God, you are bringing provision in my life in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Tell somebody there's hope. Tell somebody there's some hope. There's some hope going on today. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let us introduce you to him. If you're here today and we just need to pray for you today, come on, we got ministry teams that will pray for you today. We bless you. Go forth. Let's rejoice in the Lord as we go out of this building today with joy and hope in your life. Come on, Tatum, lead us. Hallelujah. Another day, another fight.